Hey, welcome back, guys. It's Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I am Aaron Arnold. I'm Austin Arnold. And once again, we are joining you guys via Zoom, hanging out in the quarantine. Uh, today, we had a special guest, actress, producer, entrepreneur, podcaster. Uh, she does it all, Catherine Castro. Um, she was amazing. Um, great energy. energy. Super great, great energy. energy. I love that this podcast went in all different kinds of directions, talking about relationships, from that to diet, lifestyle, and of course, all the amazing things she's done. Um, one thing that I really liked is she has her own podcast called Talk Fast, Listen Slow, that she hosts with a friend of hers, where they talk about relationships, uh, sex, mental health in LA, predominantly focusing on the Latino community. And uh, I listened to a couple episodes already. Hey, I already subscribed, and she's got one more fan. Yeah, she, she actually real with us about that. She, uh, she has her own podcast. She's also on another podcast where she's an actress called America 2.0. That's out now. That's getting a ton of views, a ton of rave reviews as well. That's with Patrick J. Adams, I think, from Suits. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Scripted. All uh, scripted, all-star cast about a scripted story of a man trying to get into the White House and change things. America 2.0. Check it out. Look, guys. Yes. Great actress. Yes. Great artist, producer. We get all that. Give what it I like about her is the entrepreneur spirit of her that she got in at the ground floor, I guess, of this new company. You can look it up called Bloomy, specifically for women and women of color, but just generally women, where they uh, make products for women's sex lives, women's hygiene, and they have a certain standard that is not met by the rest of the industry. And she tells us all about that. So she's trying to do some good too. In terms of like no chemicals, right? No chemicals. Yeah, stuff like that. All natural. Um, but overall, she has a great energy. You're going to love this episode. I think she, she gets real with us about a lot of different things because um, she's just used to talking on the mic and being honest, I guess. I can honestly say, hands down, this is one of my favorite podcasts so far. And there's only one word to describe it, delightful. Wow. Aww. All right. Enjoy so here it comes, guys. Enjoy. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey Catherine. We all speak Spanish. You do? Okay. No, awesome. no we don't. I, I'm the only one that does. I'm the only one. <laughs> also, I'll probably be um, going back and forth with a little bit of Spanish just because it's my first language. Okay. So, no uh, worries. Try <laughs> and keep up then. Yeah, we'll, we'll be all right. How's, there, how's everything going? Oh my God, uh, so hot. I don't, I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble with the heat right now. <laughs> yeah, we're in uh, West Hollywood. It's so hot here. Yes, I'm in West Hollywood too. Where are you in West Hollywood? Um, like by the Whole Foods, like uh, yes. Fountain okay. and uh, Fairfax-ish. Yes, okay. I'm by um, Earth Cafe and um, you know that Restoration Hardware? I know Earth Cafe. On, on Merrill's? Okay, so the Restoration Hardware is across from... Oh, you're well, I'm on the, It doesn't matter. I'm on the same side as... <laughs> That's so, nice. So hot here. So I can't hot. stand it. Is there, I, is there no air conditioning? Do you guys have air conditioning in West Hollywood? Or is that... Yeah, I do, but it's still, <laughs> still hot. Not during a podcast. 
That's true, not during the podcast. It's so hot that not even the AC is um, cooling the room. Yeah. So luckily I have a backyard, so I, I sit outside like in the shade and y se siento un poco fresco, but... Nice. That's what I would have said too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, surviving, surviving the heat right now. Not so, forget Hollywood. Let's survive the heat. <laughs> Surviving the heat in Hollywood. Boom. Yes. How are you guys doing? We are doing. We're doing well as far as the quarantine goes. I mean, how are you kind of holding up in this whole thing right now? Wait. Are we? Are we going already? Oh, we're just kind of chatting. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, but we just keep it conversational. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, now though, I gave my address. That's yeah. That part, <laughs> after this, maybe we'll we'll get into it now. Our address. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, it's, it's been interesting. Um, I'm, I'm super, I've always been much of a homebody. So I guess I've always lived my life self-quarantining myself. <laughs> I don't go out unless necessary. I love to be home. Um, I do miss, uh, like going to the gym for instance, but I can work out in my backyard. I miss traveling. I miss, you know, when I'm just like bored of being here, just get on the plane and out of here. Oh yeah, where is your go-to? Where would I go to? Where is your go-to that you like to go? Gosh, there's so many. Well, I, I go back home a lot, the Dominican Republic, uh, Paris. I love Paris, love, love Paris. I um, spent some time there years ago. I studied French there. Um, you speak, you speak many, many languages, right? Yeah. <laughs> How did you learn? How did you learn so many? Um, well, Spanish is my first language. We speak Spanish in the DR. Um, English, I learned when I was a kid because we lived in Washington, D.C. Well, I lived in Alexandria, Virginia. My dad was um, assigned to the Dominican Embassy in, in D.C. And so I did kindergarten through fourth grade here in the States. Um, French, I studied French. La says in Dominican Republic and then I finished in Paris. Portuguese, I finished it off. Um, I'm sorry, Portuguese, I just picked it up. Um, doing capoeira, taking martial arts classes and right. all the class, the class was always in Portuguese. And it's similar like to some things if you hear, you're like, oh, you know, this is similar to Spanish, but then there are some words that I couldn't really figure it out with the Spanish but then the root of the word was similar, the same as, as French. And so I put two and two together and I was like, okay, this is kind of like a mix of Spanish and French and voila, I just picked it up, literally. I can read it, writing it, it's, you know, so-so, but me, me defiendo. <laughs> <laughs> Je ne sais pas. So, <laughs> todo bon, todo bon. Bang. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I know very little, very little. Well, Catherine, we're, we're new fans of you. We see you have a large following on Instagram and all over, but I guess how would our audience know you best? How would they know me best? Yeah, like uh, you're, you wear many hats. You're or even actor. your audience, like where is, um, what are you most known for, do you think? Like, how do you, you have such a huge following? Um... The majority are from Latin America. I would say that is probably from the work I did back in the Dominican Republic before moving here. 
I did do some, you know, TV work in the Dominican Republic and also some films. And, and then I guess during the transition here with, you know, movies that I've been in, movies that I've also produced. So I think it's a little combination of both. And just now recently I joined into the podcast world. Yeah, I was we watched episodes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's so much fun. Um, and the way this, uh, the podcast came about was my friend Angela and I just, you know, having some girl talks at my place. We have boy talk, so we do. No, no for, for the folks at home who don't, don't know about the podcast, it is called... Talk, talk Fast, Listen Slow. Love. And it's about love, sex, relationships, and just life in LA, and specifically um, coming from the point of view of the uh, Latina community, right, Latina? Latina and Dominican community. We felt that there wasn't, um, there is a big Latino community here in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but we feel that there's not that, uh, we haven't seen a Dominican voice uh, out there. I mean, there's a few. Um, of course, my friend Sasha Mercy, who's now here in LA, um, and Dean Nasty are part of that. Um, but we felt that we kind of like needed to put that side of, of the Caribbean Latino community and hear our side of the story as well. And um, Angela and I just had started, you know, talking about different things. And every time we talked about a topic, we're like, wait a minute, this is a podcast because we need to have other people come, you know, and discuss these things with us. And that's how it just happened. Two years in the work, um, our work schedules, you know, we were super busy and we just one day sat down like, you know what, we, let's just do this. Let's not wait to have like the perfect scenario. And um we went into the studio on February 29th. We recorded three episodes, and then sure enough, quarantine hit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the beauty is you can do it from home now. Yes. I mean, it's kind of been a blessing in disguise because um, people now more than ever want to be connected, right? And, and then just talk about their experience. And, like, can I ask a stupid question, Catherine? This might be yeah. super dumb. But like, how is uh, sex and relationships different in the Latino or Dominican community? Or, or why is there no voice for sex and relationships in the Latino? Uh, we feel that, you know, coming from not only being Latinos, but coming from the Dominican Republic, you know, an island, it's still quite taboo to talk about sex, talk about orgasm, just talk about stuff like that in the open and as women. It's very much a you know male dominated culture where if the man has multiple partners or you know throughout his lifetime he's like well he's amazing he's quite the macho man but if a woman talks about sex it's like oh my god how dare you you need to be your prude it's like you're can we cuss here oh <laughs> yeah hell you can yeah. say whatever you want yeah. <laughs> okay oh my god she's such she's such a hoe you know because she's not <laughs> And so we want to have that voice be open about it. You know, we have sex. We love sex. We love having orgasms. And, you know, why not talk about it? It's just, you know, part of life, just like breathing. It's a basic need, necessity of living, right? Breathing, um, hearing, food, you know, touch. Sex is part of that. What, what, is, what is the key to a female orgasm? I've given them, I've given them, but I, uh, you know, for those that have, have you? Yeah, yeah, but I just want to hear from a pro. 
<laughs> well, well, I don't say that I'm a pro, but um, I'm experienced. Yeah. Right, what's What's the key? Um, what's the key? I, I think it's different for everybody, right? It's different for everyone. It's it's you know, there's a rhythm to it. I think first first of all, you need to have a nice open communication with your partner, um, and kind of like figure out the flow between you guys and um definitely you know good connection and good communication communication is key and be open to i guess to playing around you know to different things um not be judgmental and also ask questions like what do you like um but without having it be kind of like an interview in the middle of <laughs> right that's your, that's your problem austin I always turn it into an interview. Austin is looking for like a single line or something he could just. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> connection. Well, I don't think it's a lot of work. I think these are all things that happen simultaneously. You know, when you're with that person that that you really like or that you have a relationship with, um, the bond starts uh, forming in time, right? And then these are all just things that happen all at the same time, just naming them one by one, they do sound like a lot of work and a lot of, but, when, but when you were that person, like it just comes together, right? Yeah. Either it comes together or it doesn't. So, um, I get it. You're not tuning in multiple like episodes of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so talking about the podcast, I, I listened to a, a couple of episodes, the first couple, and uh, from what I gathered, you and um, your friend, Angela, right? Mm -hmm. um, you guys have very different views in sort of, as a, in terms of relationships, right? Why, why, why is that? What do you mean? So she's very, I would say, based on what you said, very traditional and you're kind of more of like, no, I need my alone time. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'm, I need my alone time too. Um, so I get that. You guys can but, do uh, how do you, how did you guys kind of uh, work all that out? You know what I mean? Because it's de very different. And I guess that makes it polarizing, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's precisely why it worked for us because um, she, Angela always um, comes to my house for a coffee, which I made myself my cafecito before, before starting. And, um, and Angela is very much, I think precisely because we're, we're opposite like that. This is why we get along and we laugh a lot because she's, you know, not that I'm not romantic, but she's a romantic one. She's, uh, you know, the one that believes in love and, you know. You don't believe in love, Catherine? <laughs> I believe in love, but I just have a different way of believing in love. <laughs> she believes in love short term. No, really? not necessarily short term. I just don't believe, you know, that love should be um, under the confinements of what is considered traditional. I think anything, when it comes to love and relationships, anything that is traditional, it's, you know, you're trying to fit into a box of society. And then that's when you start kind of judging yourself, judging your partner, judging the relationship, trying to fulfill an expectation that society has placed upon us. And I don't think society should be involved in the relationship that you have with your significant other, right? And- um, Hell no. And, I'm very much like that with marriage as well. I mean, 
I don't know that I believe in marriage. I, I think when someone is committed, when you're committed to someone and that someone is committed to you, you don't need a piece of paper to, um, to I don't need the it. government to tell me I'm in love. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I feel about it. But, would you but say also, it's more like you're just against the idea of the institution of it then? Or, you're more against the idea of the institution of marriage, not necessarily against marriage, but just the idea of like, I don't think she's into being with somebody for a long period of time. No, that's not true. I didn't say that. Long period is like 50 years. I'm not saying, you know. Well, listen, for me, one of the things about relationship is forever, you know, when someone says, I'm going to love you forever for the rest of my life. I mean, they're lying. For, they're trying for, to you're lying. Yes. Like trying don't, to get in your pants. <laughs> don't don't say something that you're not sure yourself that that's gonna happen like for me forever is right now this moment here yes within what's happening right now this is my forever yes i i do love you right but you know we change we evolve and with that feelings as well now long-term relationship i mean i i have been in long relationships um when it comes to marriage, like for instance, I don't think I could ever live with someone. I, I think maybe like I'm open, I'm open to marriage, but it would have to be that maybe he lives in his place and I live in my place. That's fair. That, that way it'll work out. Or we have like a big, big, big ass house where he has his side of the house. Wow. I have my side of the house. And then may we have what I call the mating room, right? Because I like my space and there are days that I don't want to see anyone. I don't, don't want to be around anyone and I don't want to talk with anyone. And it's not that I'm angry or whatever. I'm just, you know, in my space and I want to be in that quiet space. Hey, I, I totally get that because I feel like that way a lot sometimes. On the podcast, I heard someone refer to it as the Free of the Kahlo House. Exactly. Kind of like yeah. that, where she had her own areas. We, come, we, make art, we make art together, and after that, we retire to our separate quarters. Exactly. That, see, that's how I feel it should be, because also, um, you know, being in a relationship, which, which I think is great, I mean, it's, you know, 50% you and 50% the other person, and that, that becomes a 100% of the relationship. But we all have baggage and, you know, our stuff that we bring into the relationship. I feel that maybe sleeping with someone every single day for the rest of your life and not have that separation of, of just you enjoying your own self, your moment, being with yourself. Things get, I don't know, you can lose a spark. You can lose the desire to even see that person. I mean, I know personally, and I'm talking, and again, I'm not talking for everyone. I'm talking about for me. I know when I've been with someone, let's say if we're traveling together and we've been traveling together for two weeks, I kid you not, I pick a fight. So I'm, I'm, I'm fucking tired. Like, leave me alone. Don't even look at me, Aww. right? But that's just me. And I'm aware of it. And before I didn't know what was happening with like, why would I always, if everything was perfect, why was I fighting? Now I understand that I just, I need my space. Need space. So I think that having separate rooms, separate, either if it's a big house, separate wings, 
or even in a smaller house, separate rooms or each one in your houses, I think that leaves space to have the desire to like, oh, you know what? I want to see him today or I want to see her. Um, I feel like I want to spend the night with this person and, you know, spend the night and the next day go back to your house. But kind of like room for breathing and and having that desire, you know, mass effect that I want to see her, him, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I guess the hardest part would be once you have a kid, separate houses. That ain't happening, but might be harder. Well, I mean, for those that want to have kids, yes. I Boom. Don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Problem solved. Well, actually, that moves us perfectly into the next topic. So you talk about love and all this, how you, you feel like you're not quite a romantic? Is that what I'm kind of gathering? I am. No, I am actually very romantic. Okay. I am. Okay, because you, there's a romantic comedy that you also wrote as well called Someday, oh. right? Which is interesting because this is about falling in love on an airplane, right? But at the end, you guys go your separate ways, maybe. Exactly. So it kind of works out. <laughs> so how did this idea come up for this film? And is this uh, based on real life then? Yes, it is. It happened to you. It's, yes, it's someone that I met on a plane. Um, how true is it to what happened to you? Like, what were the... Um, pretty much almost everything in that movie. Except, of course... I only saw the trailer. Like, what... Oh, it's gonna be on Amazon. It's gonna be on Amazon Prime soon. Awesome. We're wondering how to watch it. So the story is um, two strangers, right? uh, That um, are on a flight from Australia to Los Angeles. Coach or first class? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's meeting on coach. (laughs) Dude, it was a celebrity she met. I, I'm, I'm coach. Nobody wants to sit next to each other. Dude, I don't even want to sit in the middle seat. This is, this is Aaron watching the movie. Key plot point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it, it was first class. So we, we made it like that in the movie. Um, Adam and Melody. Um, Adam is a renowned, you know, celebrity music uh, musician, composer. Um, and Melody is a doctor and she has no idea who he is. And precisely because she didn't know, had any idea who he was, they um, they were able to just connect, you know, on a, on a human level, one one to one, soul to soul, and just open up and talk about life, you know, sex, breakups, you know, everything. And along the way, they they bonded, they created a bond, and and what I like to call, um, they had an an affair. Right, but it was an affair of the minds. Clear, of course, nothing happened on the plane, or, or you know, if nothing did, they didn't t- join the Mile High Club. Oh, watch, watch. watch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I would not um, disclose that, even if I did. Right. <laughs> but but yeah, so um, it did happen to me. We just changed who this character was. It's someone that's really well known that was sitting next to me, and of course. It was it was Bad Bunny, correct? It it was Bad, bad Bunny, bunny? Bad no. Bunny. The okay. I love Bad Bunny. No, it wasn't Bad Bunny, but it. Okay. But, um, it the chat box, and nobody will know except us. Yeah. <laughs> it was Brad Pitt. No, I'm kidding. Ah, uh, hey. I bet it was Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I would have fell in love with him too. So. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, I had. I just 
I'm always in my, when I'm on, on flights, I'm always, um, como en mi mundo. I, I rarely talk with people on flights. People probably want to talk to you though, right? Uh, uh, sometimes, yes, but usually when I get on a plane, I just put the headphones on and I tend to fall asleep right away. Um, and it's kind of like my little Zen moment. It becomes like my little world. And when I'm on a window seat that no one can talk to me, which is why I usually love the window seats because I don't want anyone talking with me. And this one was a middle aisle and this guy no, walks to go. Nowhere to go. So this guy walks in trying to be, you know, incognito, which is the weirdest thing. Like if you want to be incognito, don't wear a hat and, and sunglasses and stuff. Just walk in and, you know, don't worry about it. If you don't, um, how do you say it in English? If you don't want any attention. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that just be normal. And when he's sitting down next to me, he says, hi, I'm like, Oh, you know, hi. And, um, and he's looking at me a lot. And, and this is something that happens to me a lot in Spanish. We say in the GR, we say that I live in, in Belén con los pastores, which means I live, I'm always lost. Like people that I know have passed right in front of me or, or they're next to me and, and I don't realize it because I'm just in my own world. And so I thought that maybe I knew him because he, he didn't stop looking at me. And so I tried to glance and I was like, you know, I, I, I definitely didn't know who he was. And he started talking with me and I had my headphones on. I was like, right. He clearly doesn't pick up any social cues of, you know, someone doesn't want. He's used to getting what he wants. <laughs> what was that? He's used to getting what he wants if he's a famous actor, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. So anyway, we started talking and, um, and I still didn't, I had literally had to ask him, you know, who he was, like, it, like his name, because we I, were talking and, you know, half through the flight, we, that's where we introduced each other after talking like for two hours. So I'm like, oh, well, by the way, I'm Catherine. What is your name? And he was stunned. He is, couldn't is this, is this an actor, can you at least say? Or what, what, what their profession is? Yeah, can you clue, what their profession yeah, is? Come on. You're, I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat here. I want to know. No, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Okay, it was sorry. a real diehard. <laughs> <laughs> is there, is, are you okay with your eyes? Are yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, it was windy. <laughs> so anyway, um, I had always wanted to make a movie about two people that meet on a plane because I travel a lot. Um, and two people that have an affair, you know, the minds. And um, I teamed up with JS, my my writer and director. We talked about the story and um, and we did it. And it went all over the world. People fell in love with it. It won tons of awards. And uh, it's going to go to Amazon Prime soon. I think next Awesome. Time. And how did you find distribution for it, if I may ask? Like it, you, through a film festival? Through film festivals, I mean, um, the the movie is actually on planes already. Which oh, really? Is, yeah, which is really, really cool. Give people some ideas, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right? Were you approached from some reps, or did you have to go market it to them and find them? Um, I, I was approached, actually. 
I was approached. Um, on some occasions, I, I was approached several times. Um, I turned down a few of them. And, um, and also, like, within the case of Amazon Prime, we're going to put it ourselves at Amazon Prime, which is really, really easy. So, you know, we did both ways, both with um, approaching and having it placed on, you know, on airlines and different other mediums and, um, and, um, and us through Amazon Prime. Was it a struggle? Um, like, did you have to choose between, oh, this person's offering us the most money, but this person can get us, get us on platforms that I actually like really want to get on? Is that a struggle or? Um, I think in, in this case, it's something that you, you choose like what's the most important? I mean, of course, money is always going to be important, but in in the particular case of this movie, we want it. We just want the movie to get out there and to be seen. Right. So, uh, for instance, I had a friend from Australia um, message me and say, like, "Hey, I just saw you on a flight." So that was that's really really cool. So I think if you find a nice balance between both, of course, you want to be paid, but you know, you want your movie just to be out there in the world, then you find that nice balance. That's really cool. Now, I know you, um, you also have your own production company. You produce this film too, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I went on looking at your IMDb. You've also produced a lot of other films as well. Is producing something you always wanted to do or how did you kind of get into that? Um, I don't know that it's something that I always wanted to do. I just think it, it happened naturally because I started getting involved in films and for me, I just felt that my brain was seeing things like, oh my God, this can be done, this and this. Like it almost, it was like a natural instinct of things that I knew that could be done or how to get them done. And so that's just how it happened. And so now I do enjoy it a lot, actually. Do you have any projects that you're gonna be producing coming up soon? Yes. Um, I'm working on a new project. It's um, teaming up with the same uh, Someday team. Um, this one is a film about mental health and suicide prevention. I, I won't say much about it other than, you know, it's about bringing awareness on mental health and suicide prevention, also inspired by uh, true events. And um, we were supposed to shoot in June um, but of course now everything is is um, in balsa. But we um, we put the team back together and um, we're getting a lot of support. So we're really excited about shooting this one. And you're the lead. I'm one of the leads. Uh, we haven't we haven't cast um, the other characters. Um, we're going to wait, of course, until. Everything's normal. Everything goes back to normal whenever that may be. But this one is, is so important because I, don't, I feel that we need to bring uh, much more attention to, you know, mental health, especially now more than ever, um, with a lot of people going through the quarantine and having, um, going through anxiety and um, mental breakdown. You know, mental health could be possibly the next pandemic. So really, yeah. Because of this pandemic, or just just generally speaking, mental health is such an issue. Well, 
Well, mental health right now, it's, it's huge. In the United States, it's the 10th leading cause of death. But because of what's going on worldwide, we're seeing a lot of people having, you know, mental, mental breakdowns and going through a lot of anxiety. So there, there's... Is this personal to you? Worldwide. Is this something that affects you? Or like, how is this issue so personal to you? Um, it didn't, it, it did affect me a few years ago and I didn't know what it was. And this is when I was diagnosed before being diagnosed with Hashimoto's, but in, in the case of this film in particular, it's someone, um, committed suicide next to me. Oh, damn. And yeah. And so I didn't understand why I had to witness that, um, why this person um, did that. And I think even doing this movie is a way for myself to, to, to work, to process all this, you know, putting it out there and sharing it with the world and letting people know that if you're going through something, you know, there is help, you know, ask for help, don't be ashamed. And I, I still think it's a little bit of a stigma to talk about um, having depression. I, I have someone in my family um, at a few years ago that had a mental breakdown and, um, and I flew back home for that. And so I think in one way or, in, or another, it affects everyone. I think we've all had some experience, some brushes of it, right? Um, and of course, and I think that all of us at some point have had some sort of depression in why way in one way or another, you know, but not everyone um, deals with it the same way. So there are some people that like this girl that committed suicide that take it to the extreme. And so imagine feeling you having no way out and that your way out is just you know, committing suicide. So we want to put the word out there. We want to, we want to create a conversation to initiate the conversation and keep it going and see what can we do about this. What's right? the film called? It's, um, <laughs> I haven't announced it yet. Oh, okay, tell us. I thought this would be an exclusive with us. We're, we're not even supposed to say that she's in the movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, we'll save it. God. Um, but yes, we're seeing also a lot of people having, you know, having a hard time. You know, imagine people losing their jobs because of what's happening or not knowing how they're going to be able to pay their rents, you know, their livelihood provide for their, for their family, their kids. So it, it is something right now that through this, through the current pandemic, I think has um been brought much more to the forefront so um do you feel that 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 uh that stigma is also really prevalent in the latino community because i feel like especially in my family like we never talk about yeah. anything it's like we don't you know what i mean like you're not really supposed to talk about how things are affecting you absolutely i think um in the latino community and especially for men for instance where men have to be you know the strong one and you know and the macho it's i'm sure it's really really hard and 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 in my family it's 
it's one of the men in my family that suffers from depression, but it's also hard for women because women have to be in the Latino community, you know, it's almost like you have to be perfect. You have to be the perfect mom. And if something happens, it's your fault, you know, or if you say that you're going through something or you're depressed, oh my God, here she is again. She's being on emotional and her hormones, or she's probably on her period. Yeah. So it's very dismissive. Right. Very dis- dismissive of what you're going through. And, and, and it's like, it's not validating you as a human being that what you are going through, what you're feeling is worth anything. Like we don't have the time for that. Like just get over it. No, right. you can't just, some people can't just get over it. Right. I used, to, I used to hear that a lot. You just got to get over it. Exactly. Like, just, you know, yeah. man up. I'm sure that's one of the things, you know, tough it up, get over it, whatever is no big deal. And I, I feel it's very dismissive. And I think that we should pay more attention um, to when someone says, I'm going to something, you know, or just hear me out. In, uh, in white families, they won't stop asking about how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's probably slightly better, but yeah. How are you, how are you feeling today? You asked yeah. me that 10 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Mom, mom. <laughs> Fine. That's it. We're going to the doctor. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so also, you know, talking about producing and, uh, and acting and stuff. Uh, I also direct as well. And I put, we'll pull, I put myself in things that we produce together, the three of us. Johnny's a and great it could be, director. it could be super challenging, obviously sometimes to do all these hats into one project. How do you find that balance? Yeah, you do so much. Um, good question. You don't live with a man. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> well, he's in the other wing, so you guys don't see each other. Yeah. That's one. I well, I live by myself right now. My mom is here from the Dominican Republic. I flew her in before everything got kind of crazy. Um, you know, just to make because the last thing I needed was to stress about her and is she okay and is she's going to be healthy. So um, I brought her here. But in general, I'm mostly live by myself. So that's one way <laughs> to keep you know the peace of mind. But I think um, the first thing um, to balance it is I, I have to be involved in something that I'm passionate about, a subject that it talks about a subject that I'm passionate about, that I believe in, and you know that I want to put that out there. So that's, that's one. And second, I really believe in teamwork. I think teamwork is everything. I do not believe in doing anything by myself. I mean, it's, it's impossible to do anything on your own. So surrounding yourself with people that share your vision, that are passionate about, um, if it's a movie, that's that movie that they're passionate about, um, what you guys are talking about, where you're gonna put out there. And just let everyone, what I like to call, you know, bring in the best of what they do and then just let them do their thing, right? Just let each everyone do their thing and just make sure that we all have the same vision um, because it's for the greater good of the project. So if the project, si lo va bien al proyecto, nos va a ir bien a todos, right? Si, si. So, <laughs> so I think that that helps a lot. You know, just teaming up with people that you get along with, that, you know, you leave the egos at the door and it's really about having fun together. You hear that, guys? Leave the egos at the That's, door. Uh, 
Well, not my ego, buddy. Uh, um, from a more technical standpoint, is there anything like any tidbit you picked up in the pre-production phase or maybe like the saving money phase? Like since you've directed multiple features, like, oh, we learned this by the second or third feature and this, this saved us money or this, this was so much easier that we learned. Yeah, well, I haven't directed yet, which, but, um, producing. but, but um, directing is something that I'd like to do later down the line. Um, yes, um, make doing, you know, pre-production way early on, definitely. Um, don't leave pre-production, you know, for if you're going to shoot in, let's say in December, don't, if you can start pre-production, like soft pre-production early on in the year, you know, just start gathering your team. Um, that definitely helps a lot because by the time you're really in pre-production, it's really about fine tuning, you know, and, and um, cause everything at some point when you're producing something is gonna go wrong and that always happens. But if you give yourself enough time to do pre-production and go over everything with your team, with your director, um, then and leave no stone unturned, then you do that, and by the time you're on set, it just it's it goes really, really smooth. So I think pre-production is key. You cool. do a nice, good pre-production, everything else. If you're not okay. showing up day one with a shot list, you're already fucked. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you say. <laughs> now on the on the uh, on some of the acting side, um, I know that you uh, were doing a scripted podcast called America 2.0. Wow. Can, can you tell us a little bit of, uh, for the audience what is that project exactly about, and how did you? Uh, what was that audition process like? How did you get that? Well, this one was such a pleasure to work on because this one was written and directed by J.S. Um, J. Oh, so he, he did it as well? Yes, he wrote okay. and directed it. Um, and so he put together uh, a nice group of people. And um, Let's name them. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Patrick Adams from Suits. Yes, Lawrence Fishburne, Patrick J. Adams. Kate Dana Bash as herself. My friend Spencer Garrett. I mean, Kate it was Moore. a lot of fun. You know, it, it was a political show, but with all the news, with us being bombarded with so many political, you know, negativity and bad news, this one is a political scripted series that has, you know, that gives us hope, that has actually a positive um, outlook on how things could be. Right, and so it was such a pleasure. It was so much fun um, being in the recording booth. And funny, funny enough, I mean, if have you had a chance to hear it? Any of the episodes? Listen, I watched the trailer. Listen to the trailer, but that was it. it was we just lot. found out about it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, you're gonna. I think you're gonna like it. Um, the funny thing is that. If when you hear it, you'll realize, I mean, it, it almost sounds that we're all together, you know, in the same, that we recorded together and we didn't. And the sound is just so seamless and you hear it. And I heard the entire series, of course, I felt that all the voices like really took me there. So that's, of course, um, Jay is and his, and his um, writing partner. They're phenomenal writers and, and, um, America 2.0 is just, you know, 
they were able to put that cast because the writing is that good. Right. So that's not a show you'd like one like ad lib on. That's all in the script. Yeah, no, that one is definitely all in the script. And with JS, I what I like about working with JS is that he's very collaborative. Um so he sits with his actors and he goes over the scene and he talks about it, but but um, there's no ad libbing unless it makes sense, but every single word that he writes, there is a reason for it. And you can sit with him and he'll ex explain to you, you know, why that is written there and, you know, that way and why he wants a set like that, which is, um, which almost makes your, your process as an actor easier because he does go through everything, you know, step by step with you. So, but he is, he is very collaborative. I mean, whatever you bring to the table, he sits with you and, and we discuss it. And, um, and then he just lets you do your thing. Will there be, yes, Johnny. No, sorry, go ahead. Will there be a sequel? America 3.0. Um, what happened to America 1.0? I hope so. Yeah, right. Um, I hope so. I mean, it would be a lot of fun. I know that they are working to get it on, um, on TV. So that would be really, really amazing. Him and Spencer Garrett, I'm working on that. So, you know, fingers crossed. The funny story about this is that um, I wasn't in the recording booth. Um, I wasn't in when Lawrence Fishburne did his part. Uh, but then I ran into Lawrence Fishburne at, um, what's the name of that plaza where they have the crunch on Sunset and the AMC? I know. Yeah, but the sons of yeah, but the sons of five, the movie theaters there, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Well, they're all the time. So I ran into um, Lawrence Fishburne um, Going there. Going into the crunch. And, and the uh, walk, walk into the elevator, and I'm like, Mr. Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! It's so you know we talked about it. It's so nice. And to then meet the you. elevator closed, and he was trapped. Okay. No, no, actually, no. He's a gentleman. So actually, we were talking outside of the elevator. We're talking about America 2.0 and the elevator door opened and I was just going to let him, you know, go in the elevator. I was going to wait for the other one because I didn't want it to oh, be, yeah. even though it was having like a fan moment, it was really about talking, you know, we were cast in America 2.0 together. Yeah, and sure. as the elevator door opened, he walked to the elevator and he held the door open for me. I'm like, Oh, right, right. I'm getting in the elevator. <laughs> and so we were chit-chatting about the project, and um, it was, that was a really cool moment to meet Morpheus. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Which pill did he give you? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I was actually going to ask, you kind of mentioned this a second ago, that you were, when you're recording like a show like that, you're in the recording booth alone, obviously. Mm -hmm. So how do you know how to handle the scene or how to respond to another actor when you never ha actually hear their delivery? Um, on, on one of my scenes, I did have one of the actors there. And of course, J.S. is always, is right there with you, uh, the director. He was right there with us. Um, so before going in, he worked with the other actor and myself. And um, we worked on the scene and we read the scene. We didn't, well, it's not reading, but we did the scene with J.S. there. And... Um, so that helps a lot because it gives you that, you know, that comfort. Um, but in, in one of the other scenes, the other actor that I was 
doing my line with, he wasn't there. And so I was so lucky that Spencer Garrett was there and he did the scene with me. And so when you get the opportunity to work with an actor like Spencer, you know, it just, you know, you just rise to the occasion because you're right there. Like Spencer just saying the line, it's like, oh my God, just saying the line, he's so good. And so it was really, really good to get to do that with him, you know? And what character do you play in this series? Oh, I play Rita Torres. I play a Latina mom and um, a single Latina working mom. Awesome. Austin, didn't you work with Spencer Garrett in Bosch season something? I didn't. I didn't. I, I wish. Oh. I mean, I hope I get to work with them again. Right. But Austin was in Bosch. I was asking if I... Uh, I, I didn't get to work with him. I wish. Oh. Right? Isn't <laughs> yeah. he amazing? He's awesome. I think he's really talented. So I'll well, say it. Will and Grace, if you like that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I did. Uh, I did see Lawrence Fishburne one time on set on a on a project I was working on because he at the time I think he was married to Gina Torres. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and he was there, and I was terrified to say anything to him. I just, <laughs> I, I just, I saw him. He was with his kids, and I was like, I just, I, I, I don't know. Listen. I don't blame you. I think, I think my, um, the only reason why I, cause I'm super shy. The only reason I was able to just speak with them was I was like, Oh, right. We were, we actually were cast together. This yeah, you is were here. Yeah. So I can, I can tell him, Hey, you know, we're cast in this sure. together, but he's a really nice man. He's a gentleman. Yeah. I'm so, sure he was super nice. He says, you see him and he's looked very intimidating. You know what I mean? He yeah, looks intimidating. Of course. Of course. I mean, he's this larger than life character and he has like this aura about him, you know, when you see him that commands respect, right? A bit Absolutely. So I, I can understand why. I, if I didn't have America 2.0, I probably would have just not said anything. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Fishburne, <laughs> hold the elevator. I'm <laughs> um, my hat. I was oh, there you go. <laughs> that's something so you've done all these all these things actress host uh entrepreneur um actually let's talk about a little bit about Bloomin. i know that's a that's oh yeah something you just launched too yeah. so, what, so bloomin is like um to, you know so the folks at home know what it is it's like adamandeve.com except this one is better right i don't know adamandeve.com where you can buy like sex stuff right oh okay well Maybe it's different. I don't, I don't know if it's the same. <laughs> we'll let her explain it. <laughs> um, well, the Blue Me is a marketplace um, for, you know, sex positive, body positive, um, you know, education and image for women. Um, it's made by a Latina, um, but it's also... Um, a marketplace where you buy products not only for sex but also you know female hygiene products you know for female for female intimate care um and you're an investor on the ground floor i think is what the press release said it's a pre-seed yes, investor yes. It's pretty cool yes i'm really excited about it um when i was diagnosed with um hashimoto's i've always been really like really healthy and very conscious about um you know, what I use, what I put in my body, what I consume. Um, but I got so sick that 
that made me even much more aware. And so I turned my, my attention even to my intimate products. And Bloomy just came along. I met Rebecca, who's um, you know, the, the founder and CEO of, of the Bloomy, um, a sexologist, um, a very, you know, a very interesting, smart, uh, funny. She's a fascinating woman, and we just hit it off. And I fell in love with the Bloomy Water right away, and I wanted to be part of it. I wanted to be part of um, something that I know is going to help me have a more positive image uh, of myself, of a relationship, a better relationship with my body, with my sex, uh, with my sex life, and um, you know, and share it with the world. And so that's what the Bloomy is. What is your favorite product, if I might ask? Ooh, I have so many, but. Right now, I have to say my favorite product is the arousal oil. Oh my. It's really good. Aaron's favorite too. <laughs> it's real. Well, I, listen. I'm purchasing it, some right now. <laughs> it's, for, it's for women, but men enjoy the benefits of it. And the right. thing about the Bloomy is that, for instance, the arousal oil, all, all our products, in um, all the ingredients in the arousal oil, everything is natural. So, Bloomy is also holding like a higher standard um, for the intimate care uh, products and sex products uh, for women. So we have a stamp called Bloomy Approved, which is really cool, which means that we saw what it has, we saw the ingredients and they're all chemical free, um, toxic free, and that they're safe to use. Is there not a regulation or a standard that other there, products have to go by or? No, there is not. Oh, there okay. Is not. And so now we're doing the Bloomy regulation, the standard. So if it's Bloomy approved, it's, you know, it's good. And some products are not, um, they're not forced by, you know, the FDA or any organization to um, unveil or reveal what are the ingredients, um, especially with intimate care products. Um, and so this is why it also became really important to me because I had an autoimmune disease and everything that I um, consume and put in my body has to be extremely clean and, and as non-toxic as possible. Yeah, that sounds super harmful if there's no regulation. I mean- There's not. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. And it, wait, is the primary demographic Latin, Latinx women or all it's women? Women and women of color, but all women, right? Yes, all Latinx, you know, women of color, but really all women. Again, we're, we're promoting, um, you know, having a positive relationship with your body, um, a sex positive relationship, because again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, where sex is still a taboo, we want to destigmatize talking about sex, talking about um, orgasm, being comfortable with it, and talking about your own experience, our own needs and wants as women, right? Yeah, and it's not just sex stuff. It's like also like hygiene stuff too, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, all nothing. Kinds of, all kinds of hygiene, hygiene products. Okay. Nothing for men. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You just said the men enjoy enjoy the whole aspect of it. I, I would just think an easy rollout next year would be to get some some products for men. Hey, I don't know. Not for you. Oh, maybe. maybe I'll, you know, I'll talk with Rebecca about that. But I, I can say for now that the men will you know, definitely enjoy the benefits of the arousal oil. Christmas yeah, is coming up. No, I like it. They're cornering the market and I'm like a, a smart thing that's been ignored somewhat. 
I heard, I heard this in an interview that you did uh, when you were talking about dealing with uh, Hashimoto's disease, that you, you were vegan, right? Yeah. But the, the diet was part of the reason that you were actually having issues. I'm vegan, and so is Aaron. Can I ask what type of issues you were having, and how did you have to change your diet to, to kind of yeah. get back to normal? Yes, I did. Um, I was vegan for a long time. And, um, you know, I was... For health or for animals? Excuse me? For health reasons or for animals? What made you go vegan? For, you know, conviction, for animal reasons. And, and also for health reasons. It was both. Um, or what I thought it was for health reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and that just what I learned from this is that there's not one diet that works for, there's not one diet that just works for one person. Meaning if you're just vegan and that's what's going to work for you because it worked for someone else. Um, I don't think there's a, a, I think everyone is different. Everyone's um, organism is different. Um, and then in my case, I, one of the first symptoms was, oh, it's going to get really graphic. <laughs> um, uh, not sleeping. Um, I would spend like days where I would, I, I would only get two, three hours of sleep during the day. Um, migraines, I learned to live with a migraine, which is insane to me. Like, they're not, I don't get migraines anymore. And when I get them, it's very rare. So imagine living with the migraine for years and having to put a cold compress or taking an anti-inflammatory, which is really bad for your gut, for your digestive uh, tract, uh, which is adding more fire to the flame, constipation, the worst. Um, Depression, that's where the depression came in. Um, body ache all over, muscle ache, joint or joint pain. And the worst pain, like, imagine like when you do a workout that you've never done in your life and your body hurts. So imagine waking up like that every single day, not because you worked out. <laughs> um, wow. And you, you learn, the funny thing is that you learn how to live with it. Um, right. Some of the other stuff that I was was happening to me is that like in the middle of a um of a rehearsal for some day actually i collapsed so i had several runs to the emergency room and then they would do the blood test and tell me um oh you're okay uh you're just dehydrated you're tired just get some rest drink some water and mind you i've always been someone that drinks i drink a lot of water i drink about a gallon of water a day it's always been like that. And um, it wasn't until, it wasn't until it got, I guess, really, really bad that when they checked my thyroid, because I remember one time I got my, my thyroid checked and a doctor said, oh, you have hypothyroidism. And I was like, what's that? What does that mean? Oh, no, that's okay. That just means that you can't gain weight. And of course, me being the actress, I'm like, oh, I can't gain weight? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Get some ice cream after this, yeah? That's exactly, that's it. Um, 
and the doctor said, oh, but don't worry about it. You know, the thyroid will, that will, it will correct itself. So what happens with hypothyroidism is that your body is attacking itself. And usually that happens because you're, 70% of our immune system lives in our digestive system, right? And so if your digestive system isn't working properly, then it's, everything, you know, goes downward from there. And in the case of Hashimoto's, I guess the majority of immune, uh, autoimmune disease, but I can't talk for all of them, but for Hashimoto's for sure, usually you have a leaky gut. And so what happens is that you have um, um, some of, you know, your food is not being processed correctly. And so it starts leaking through your digestive tract to your bloodstream. And so your body's being attacked and because it's being attacked, it starts defending itself and releasing, you know, the antibodies. And, um, and that's what Hashimoto's is. And so before it's, before it becomes an autoimmune disease, what happens is it becomes hypothyroidism because your thyroid is producing a lot of thyroid hormones to defend itself. And so after a while, it depletes itself. It starts producing, it stops producing uh, the thyroid hormone, and then it becomes sluggish and becomes hypothyroidism, which is the opposite, which is slow thyroid. It's, it's sluggish. And so that's when you start feeling the symptoms of being really, really tired, the migraine, um, missed periods. I mean, a whole bunch depression, a whole bunch of things. And um, I, um, I went to several doctors here and one put me on a medication that didn't work. Um, another doctor here put me, which was the worst thing that I did, but I was so desperate that, you know, I'm, I'm, I wanted to find a solution. So I'm going with the doctor that worked for someone else. And that's the thing. See, there's not one thing that works for everyone. I went to this doctor that a friend of mine had recommended me to, to go, had referred me to because she had Hashimoto's and her treatment with this doctor worked out. So of course I went, but the treatment didn't work for me. Um, this doctor put me on. Is part of the treatment changing your diet then? Is that obviously part of it? Um, no, well, this doctor was insisting of me and I didn't know, still I didn't know that being vegan was part of what was causing um, the autoimmune um because i was also consuming uh, vegan food has is has a lot of fiber and when you have an autoimmune disease your digestive system is not working correctly and so too much fiber also makes your digestive system um sluggish right and eating also a lot of raw foods a lot of raw, raw vegetables all that was leaking into my bloodstream um, and also in vegan food, there's a lot of processed food, right? There's a lot of stuff that contains, um, tofu, like the fake meats and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, and yeah. so all that stuff also turns into sugar. And so you already have a body that's on, you know, an immune system that it's on fire pretty much It's you have a lot of inflammation going on and this food that turns into sugar, sugar, you're just, it's creating even more inflammation. And so this doctor in particular was telling me, you know, just eat a, a plant-based diet. I'm like, I'm eating a plant-based diet already. Um, 
And then a friend of mine um, in the Dominican Republic, I just I was telling her what was going on with me. Um, I was, I had gained a lot of weight. My face was puffy. My hands were puffy. It, it like, I had never been like that before. And I was desperate. I mean, I was even considering liposuction. I was like, my, I wasn't all there. I was literally considering, considering getting plastic surgery because I thought that that would be the solution to get my body back to how I was used to having it. And um, luckily I spoke with my friend and she said, you should come here to the DR. I have this doctor, you know, he's a really good friend of mine and I'm treating myself with him and maybe you should try it. He's doing stem cells. I was like, stem cells? Say no more. And I went to the Dominican Republic and I did several treatments, you know, the V-Core where they cleanse out your body, your, you know, your blood um, and add, you know, B vitamins and, and um, ozone and then the stem cells. And right now, my Hashimoto's is in remission. So I don't have Hashimoto's anymore. I still have, yeah, woo! So yeah. I, I'm a believer in stem cells. Um, but I still have, which I'm treating right now, a sluggish uh, T3, which is still hypothyroidism, but that's now, we're leveling that right now. And so in the Dominican Republic, they told me about a test called the ALCAT test. And what the ALCAT test is, it's like a food sensitivity test where it tells you they draw your blood and they send it to the lab. And so it tells you on, on your DNA, what is the food that you're supposed to be eating? Like what's the food that's causing, that can cause inflammation in you and what's the food that doesn't. And sure enough, everything that I was eating vegan was on the list of things that were causing severe, moderate and severe inflammation in me. Broccoli, cauliflower, cilantro. Oh, I, guess, I love cilantro. I love broccoli. Right? I love, I love broccoli. I don't eat broccoli anymore. I mean, occasionally, um, I can eat broccoli if I, it has to be really, really well cooked. Um, because the broccoli has, um, it inhibits the production, the, the, um, how do you say it in English? It inhibits the, the absorption of iodine for the thyroid. And so I had to, you know, take uh, broccoli, all that food out of my diet, um, broccoli, cauliflower, romaine lettuce, um, asparagus. Um, there is, I mean, I have, I have the list. So they put you on a carnivore diet, basically. Nothing um, to eat. Well, I don't, I've never eaten red meat really. And I've never liked pork. Um, I, I used to eat fish until I got food poisoning with fish. Probably I must've had maybe an overload of um, maybe heavy metals um, or, or the fish was just bad. Which restaurant? <laughs> I won't say. Oh, I, okay. but, but it wasn't here also. It wasn't here in the States. So okay. we're, we're good. I wanted to avoid it. So I was just making sure. <laughs> if it were here, I would, I would tell you, but it wasn't here. And um, so now I, what I do is I still eat a lot of vegetables. I just eat the vegetables that are like on the, on the green list of that are okay. The good list. Yes. And 
I eat, so I eat animal product like one time a day, right? So I usually, I can eat chicken, so I only eat chicken breast. So let's say um, I still have my, my plant-based smoothies. So if I have animal product in the morning, the rest of the day is plant-based food and vice versa. I just switch it around. And if I miss eating any, any of the foods that are on the, you know, the ones that cause severe well, not severe, but moderate to slight inflammation. I just, because I really, really like it, like avocado, I have a little bit of reaction to it and I love avocado. So I'll just, you know, throw it in the diet, like maybe once every other week. You'll risk it. And, um, and I don't consume sugar, no sugar at all whatsoever. Nice. You guys don't need a lot of sugar. You guys don't need a lot of sugar either, right? No, but when you say sugar, like bread, is that do you count that as sugar? Or? Um, well, I I miss bread. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Just because for the audience at home, just because it breaks down into sugar eventually. Yes, the only does. sugar I eat is beer. This beer, well, yeah. Um, yeah, bread turns into sugar. Um, all the carbohydrates, pretty much, turn all the refined carbohydrates refer uh, turn into sugar. Um, so, so no bread. I just stay away from uh, like grains. I don't eat any grains or flour. Of course, every now and then I'll have. Um, I buy Ezekiel bread. Also, because there's a, everything has, you know, how in the food industry, they add sugar to everything. And so they add sugar. Even it's pretty to hard. Food. Yeah, it's pretty hard not it's to hard. completely avoid it. Yes. So like Ezekiel bread, though, doesn't have any sugar. Mm. So nice. if I want my nice little uh, fix of bread, I'll just toast some Ezekiel bread with a little bit of olive oil and sea salt. And, um, and that'll do it for me. Nice. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling better now and things are I'm glad it's in remission which is amazing yes yes and hoping it stays that way I think you know knock on wood we're gonna keep it like that um but I'm starting to feel so much better like I couldn't I couldn't get out of bed to work out um mood swings like crazy or everything was either a lot a lot of pain or I could function like minimally like just a few hours a day of work or whatever and then i would have to be in bed so it, it was it was pretty scary at one point which makes sense because with all the stuff that you do i mean because you do so many different things you obviously need to have that rest and you have to have the health because otherwise you can't do anything yes yes and but i like i like it though like i like doing staying active you know right and of all the things that you do which is, there's a long list of those things. Um, what do you want to be most known for? Oh, good question. I'm gonna make you think. Uh, gosh. I don't, um, no say. I mean, I like everything that I do. Um, I guess actress, but that would be unfair because I do like producing as well, you know? You can only do one, Catherine. You I can, can only, only do one. one. You gotta pick. Do I have to pick? Nah. Just today. <laughs> Just today, okay. Oh. 
And we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing anyway, but you know. Acting, acting, acting. Okay. We'll do, acting. We'll do acting. <laughs> no, but you can do it all as yeah. you are. Um, Catherine, where can our audience find you? They can find me on Instagram and Facebook at official Catherine Castro. And um, yeah, that's where, it. Where can they find the podcast? The, oh, the podcast. Yes, the podcast at Talk Fast Listen on on Instagram and on YouTube, Talk Fast Listen Slow. And we recently, uh, and on Instagram and the Bloomy at the Bloomy on Instagram, and Talk Fast Listen Slow also on Facebook. And we just started also Somos Good News, the Latin version of Some Good News with Be Latina News. So you can find that on Be Latina News on, on um, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And there website bilatinanews.com we just launched today so we're excited about Ooh, that. congrats thank you awesome. um so when the podcast blows up we would love to have you back again that's right so we can talk about all the amazing adventures you guys are having there so we'd love to come back and you guys need to come uh come on my podcast we would love to we'd love right. to. how are you by the way how are you guys doing um with the quarantine you know, it's life now. It's, uh, <laughs> right? Luckily, you know, we have this to keep us busy. Um, I don't know. How are you, how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing okay because I, I'm a little bit like you. I'm, I'm kind of a, I can kind of be a bit of a loner sometimes. So I'm kind of cool being like, I just got to stay home. Uh, it sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't have to talk to people. Beautiful. But also you bought a dog. I did. I just, I just got a dog. Charlie, come here, bud. Oh, hi, Charlie. Bring come him here, out. Buddy. He's coming. Uh, how about you? You're playing music? Are you playing a lot of music? Who? Who? This is Charlie, by the way. Hi. Aw. <laughs> is he a rescue? Yeah, I just got him like 10 days ago. Oh, my God. Dude, I still says he, he looks like you, man. He looks like you. Yeah, he acts like me, too. He's the, the mascot of the show. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. And I know this is this is not my podcast, but I want to ask you guys, who do you talk fast to and who do you listen slow to? Or both, who do you talk fast, fast and listen slow to? Like friends and family? Is that the type of answer? Whatever. What does that mean, talk fast? Well, talk fast. We Latinas and Latinos, we talk fast. Right, you know how they always say, oh, those Latinos just talk so fast, or they're, you know, they're probably just fighting or having an argument. We just talk fast, we're very, you know, lively like that. And listen slow, it's like, who do you really hmm. take in that information and listen, and who do you talk fast with? Like, who do you enjoy talking with? You know, fast and all that stuff. I guess I talk fast, uh, you know, when I'm trying to be funny or entertain so with my friends, and then uh, maybe like listen slow, which is my family. Nice. I would say I talk fast to Johnny because he's on the same level. And, and sometimes I need to talk slow, we, we do, to Aaron to make sure that he doesn't antagonize the guests too much, which he didn't this time. He was, <laughs> Never he was good. I'm sorry, Austin. Did you, did you say something? I wasn't listening. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later. Oh. I'll talk slower. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, have you been playing a lot of MC? Is that, what is that? In the, oh, I thought that was a guitar in the back. 
Where? Uh, that's a, oh. what's that called? That's this thing? Yeah. I, I thought it was a guitar. A, a pennant. Um, no, it's just from my college oh. back in the Aaron, day. Aaron plays piano. Keyboard. You do, you see, I wasn't too far off. <laughs> um, on an amateur level, I do. You do? Yeah. Nice. Do you play? Do you play any instruments, Catherine? I used to when I was a kid. I did um, uh, flute, uh, piano, and guitar. Um, I want to pick up piano again, so I think now is a good time to pick that back up. And every now and then, I, I need to pick up guitar again. Also, I'm not that good as I was before. So, what's your go-to song that you can just riff out and impress uh, your friends at a party? Volver. <laughs> Volver, volver. <laughs> type? What was it? <laughs> Is that Latin, Latina? It's a Latin song, yeah. It's a very famous Latin song, Volver. Okay, cool. I'll look it up. Yeah, it's an, it's an old, old school one. Old, oldie but good one. Do you know that one, Johnny? Yeah, I know that song. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really play any instruments, but when I was a kid, I, I played a mean recorder. Do you guys remember those? Joyful, yeah. joyful. Do you play that song? Hot cross bombs, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. That's it. As long as you play any instrument, aunque sea la puerta, something, right? <laughs> Sometimes not even that. So that's the problem. Well, do you play music at home? Do you have music sometimes going on? I used to DJ. I used to be a DJ, but not anymore. I left that world behind. Well, why? Uh, it was the same song you said. I sold all my equipment. It was just taking up too much time, honestly. And it wasn't some, like I liked to do it, but it was taking time away from acting, filmmaking, things that I was more passionate about. Um, and I also do photography. So I was like, I just don't want to do 20 different things. You know what I mean? Like, let me just like let go of that. Like it was fun. It was a good time in life, but let's move on. You know? It makes sense. I mean, you have to be passionate about it. Yeah. What about you, Austin? Do you play any instruments? I played drums, you know, Dude. kindergarten through like 12th grade. What? Yep. Guys, we should start a band. Catherine is talking about starting a band right now. Let's, let's do it. I, yeah. I'll play the tambourine. Okay. Can I, can I do the triangle? The triangle? Guys, who's lead vocals? Who's lead vocals here? Not me. Catherine. Catherine? I'll, yeah. Okay, I'll do it. You I, I don't know that we're going to fill stadiums, but. <laughs> Couple dive bars, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. I'll play the bedding bow. The what? I'll play the bedding bow, the Brazilian, um, the Brazilian instrument, the, the capoeira instrument. That the music, okay. the instrument they play music with um, for capoeira. Oh, that's pretty cool. It looks like a bow and arrow, pretty much. So okay, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn if we're in this band, what all, what all these things are. Done, 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 done. When do we start? <laughs> <laughs> Rehearsal on Zoom tomorrow? Well, <laughs> May 16th after lockdown ends. Perfect. Count me in. Exactly. Anyways. Guys, when's this episode going to drop? Is it dropping this next uh, week? I next think week? it'll drop next week. A week from today. Okay. Cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Just wondering. Yeah. We're pretty on it. Um, well, thank you so much, Catherine. I really appreciate your time. I know you're yeah. super busy, so I'm yeah. glad that we're able to get you on. Oh, but I, I, I think right now... We all have time. That's right? true. That's true. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was so nice meeting you finally, Good Johnny, meet you. Austin, and Aaron. I hope to see you yeah. guys. We'll see at the Whole. We'll see at the Whole Foods in in WeHo. Oh yeah. Where do you live? I live in K Town. 
Kate. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a Koreatown. Okay. I like yeah. Koreatown. How about it's you? A, it's Aaron, and I, Aaron and I live together. We're actually in the same apartment right now, just in different rooms. Oh, really? We're, 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 that's how much they love each other we can't twins. be in the same room because the voices will echo yeah 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 well he's in one wing and then he's in the other wing so yeah, exactly. you guys will always get along they, they don't sleep in the same bed they can't do it oh my god no. since lockdown that that's the recipe for a long lasting relationship trust me but i know you guys are what you guys are roommates like yeah. have you always been roommates ever since the womb roommates not, I mean, we weren't in college, but yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, we lived out here, yeah. Much. But you know, in high school, <laughs> we lived at no, home. Okay, yeah. hold on. Are you guys related? We're twins. Yeah, we're twins. Oh no way! Well, got the That's beard right. going right now, so. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why I was confused. Okay. <laughs> they don't look that much alike, do they? No, they do actually. Oh, there it comes. <laughs> you you don't have to say that, Catherine. You don't have to say that. <laughs> no, you actually, I just didn't, I didn't know. So I, like, I didn't pay attention to that. I didn't know that. Catherine was like, all white guys look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Not all right. true. <laughs> Not all right, great, true. great podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. Oh, that's very, very cool. And where are you guys from originally? Cleveland. Ohio. Ohio? Mm -hmm. You ever been? I've never been, no. That's their next stop. There you go. I'm from Arizona. I like Arizona. Do you? Yeah. Most people don't say that. I do. I had a good time in Arizona. I have some okay. friends there. But I've never been to Ohio. It's really totally cold, different. It? It's cold in the winters, really humid and hot in the summers. But the city's got a lot of heart, or the whole state. Yeah, actually. a lot of charisma. Nice. Well, the humidity, I mean, it's getting pretty humid here. It's almost True. Like, almost like the Dominican Republic. It's insane. But At least you got the nice tropical weather sometimes, though. I've never been to DR, but... Oh, you guys should go. It's, yeah, we have really, we have a nice, well, right now it's very, very hot, so I hear, um, and humid as well, but, you know, we have the most amazing beaches, amazing food, and you know when Christopher Columbus discovered America, it was in the Dominican Republic. Hmm. I didn't know that actually. Yeah, so we have La Catedral. So we have the first cathedral in America, the first uh, university in Amer in the whole of Americas. Um, wow. In the Dominican Republic, we have El Alcázar Colón, which is where Christopher Columbus used to live. We have that, you know, the old city. Um, we've kept it, you know, intact. We refurbished it, but kept it with the same. Hmm you know designs so you That's wish really cool. so you wish it was still called columbus day instead of indigenous people's day no <laughs> oh, okay. no i actually no all right i get it but you admire christopher columbus because he discovered it he didn't discover it but that's another conversation <laughs> we would have found it anyway come on somebody would have found it anyway it was all it it was already inhabited, right? By Right. So, but you know, that's a whole other topic. But long story short, it's you guys. I think would like the Dominican Republic. Okay. Tropical weather. We'll need a tour guide, though. Done. We should we should take the podcast down there and like broadcast live, like a special. I was know. just yeah. I was just gonna say that maybe you guys should do that. Let's. 
you know, when this is over, the best time to go to the, to the DR is between December and, um, and April. Oh, really? Yeah, because the weather is really nice. We get here hurricane season starting from June until December. And so you don't want to be there until December 1st. It gets really, really hot, lots of rain, you know, lots of storms. So by the, the mid to end of December until April is really nice and cool and, and get a nice breeze and beaches are stunning. So we'll plan it. Yeah, love it. Sounds beautiful to me. And then let us know uh, the, the new projects when they do come out. We would love to come to premiere, support you. Hell yeah. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We'd love to have you guys. Thank Definitely you so let us know. Absolutely. We'll, you know, we'll blast this out when this drops on, uh, whenever it drops, we'll blast it out on social media and stuff. So you'll see. Yeah, it no, I'll share it. I'll share it. All right. Absolutely. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate it. I hope Thank you have a great day. You too. Happy quarantine. Yeah, you too. Be Bye. safe. Bye. 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 Slide into our DMs anytime. <laughs> okay. I will. I will. I have to make sure I'm following all of you on, on Instagram. I think you're following me. I followed you back, it said. I did? Oh, so I already fo See? I was already following you. Let me see. No, that was her PR person that followed me <laughs> on her account. I think, I think you're already following me too, Catherine. What? Yeah. What about Wait. me? Yeah. Hold on. You're already following me. At least I think you are. Catherine doesn't control her own accounts. We're learning this now. That's not true. Aaron Arnold. I'm following you, Aaron Arnold. Hey, uh, I don't like... Uh, I like your new um, format for Instagram better. Like when I see individual pictures, like months ago, and you're doing like the mosaics. Yes. They're they're pretty and artsy, but I like the individual pictures. Individuals, yeah. I went back to individuals. I was just I got so tired of social media. I went post. I was like, let me just do these artsy ones and not post. And yeah, that's better. I think three weeks. And Austin, I think I'm following you too. Whoa, which account am I following? <laughs> oh, I'm following you. I, I just followed you back. Okay. Neat. There you are. We're all Call, following each other now. Called her out on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. No, no, it's cool. Just kidding. Right. Just kidding. All right, my loves. Well, um, yeah, keep me posted. I'll, I'll share with, um, with everyone as well. And I hope to see you guys in person soon. Absolutely. Cool. Be safe. Appreciate, appreciate you, Catherine. Take okay. care. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's see if you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs>